Merry Christmas, everyone! Whether you celebrate this holiday or not, you can't deny that it is a time every year, well, except this year, when snow falling is looked at as welcome. But again, just for this day. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. You know, for Christmas Day, there are just so many compelling weather stories in history that we couldn't just tell one. Regardless of overall impact, anything that either gets in the way or makes this day more beautiful is amplified exponentially in its scope and reverence. Today are all stories from December 25th, but sailing through the years, starting way back in 1776, this day in weather history. 1776. Snow on the Christmas day is what everyone dreams of and prays for and sings songs about. But in 1776, a heavy snowstorm beat up and battered the U.S. East Coast from North Carolina to New York. Dumping a reported two feet, or 60 centimeters, of snow from central Virginia to central Maryland in only 24 hours. This storm is famous for the painting that depicts it. You know it. We've all seen it. Most of us have probably even studied it in school. It was titled, Washington Crossing the Delaware. And they are a series of three paintings by German-American artist Emanuel Lutz from 1851. These paintings were to commemorate General George Washington's crossing of the Delaware River with the Continental Army on the night of December 25th through the 26th, 1776, during the American Revolutionary War through this storm. Here's another one from 1776. Thomas Jefferson. Hey, remember our June 29th episode of this podcast? It was then in 1826 when Thomas Jefferson would make his final weather log entry. He was quite possibly our first meteorologist, or at the very least, our first serious weather nerd. But on December 20th of 1776, he noted in those logs that he kept that the first winter snow of that season fell. The snow wouldn't last. It was too little and it quickly disappeared. But... And that wasn't the end of it. On Christmas Day, the temperatures dropped to 30 degrees Fahrenheit. That's also minus 1 Celsius, accompanied by 22 inches or almost 2 feet of snow. Now, no confirmation of this, but it is believed that Jefferson, waiting for the snowfall, raced into his garage, grabbed his GT snow racer to get out for some tobogganing fun. 1836. Minnesota, no snow and cold. After all, it's why they moved the Twins baseball club from a domed stadium into an outdoor park or... Oh, wait. No, that's not exactly how that went. (laughs) Back in 1836, from December 24th through the 25th, Fort Snelling, Minnesota, experienced an intense cold snap that saw the temperature free fall 40 degrees Fahrenheit in only 10 hours, landing at a painfully miserable minus 28 Fahrenheit or minus 33 Celsius. And that happened by the time the kids got up to open their presents from Father Christmas. Remember, they didn't have Santa Claus then. Yeah, uh, we'd need Coca-Cola for that. And they wouldn't come into being until 1892. Look it up. True story. Anyway, 1914. The First World War had been raging on for only four months, and already it was bitter and bloody and inhumane. The fact that we were now knee-deep into winter, literally in some places, didn't help at all. The weather that December was cold and wet. 
Soldiers were already scarred from their first taste of war at this level, and now they were dreading having to spend Christmas away from home. Then, a Christmas miracle. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, soldiers from both sides put their weapons down, stepped out of their trenches, and in a very surreal moment of peace, enemy would meet enemy between the trenches. Now, because it was not an official truce, this pause in the fighting was not observed everywhere, but still, there were many truces along the Western Front that Christmas. 1969. A major snowstorm struck the mid-Atlantic of the U.S. and carved up the Northeast. Montpellier, Vermont recorded 39 inches. That's 100 centimeters of snow. Almost 30 inches or 76 centimeters fell in Burlington, Vermont, which was a single storm record for the state. 1974. Cyclone Tracy may not have been a particularly massive tropical storm, but it was sure powerful enough to devastate the city of Darwin, North Territory, Australia. From Christmas Eve to Boxing Day that year, it whipped up a frenzy and caused extensive damage. The good news? There was good news. The outer gale force bands of wind that circulate the center of the cyclone did not actually reach much else other than what was in its direct path. Tracy was recognized as the smallest tropical cyclone ever on record. But as a footnote, it would be dropped to the second smallest when in 2008 we saw tiny tropical storm Marco. 1983. This would go down in the history books as the coldest Christmas day of modern history for the central and eastern United States, and it was widespread. More than 125 cities reported individual record low temperatures for that date, with 34 of them recording all-time records for the month of December. In Huntsville, Alabama, the temperature plunged to minus 1 Fahrenheit. That equates to minus 18 Celsius. And in Galveston, Texas, they dropped to a steer-shocking 14 degrees Fahrenheit. That equates to minus 10 Celsius. Brr, that'll freeze out a backyard barbecue party. 1988. Las Vegas, Nevada reported snow on the ground for the very first time ever. And then, in 1989, we had a white Christmas in Florida. One to three inches, that's between three and eight centimeters of snow, fell on the panhandle with Tallahassee picking up a trace of snow as well. This was the first time that had ever occurred on Christmas Day. Even Northeast Florida experienced their first white Christmas ever. You can imagine the pandemonium. Airports and interstate highways were closed until the snow melted because they simply don't have snow plows, obviously. Snow and ice pellets were reported as far south as Sarasota and Melbourne. And the Sunshine State also dropped to new record morning lows on Christmas morning. So, while kids in Jacksonville, Florida were scrambling for what they could find with their name on it under the Christmas tree, mom and dad were either stoking a fire or reading about what this invention, the furnace, is all about because it was minus 5 Fahrenheit out. That's minus 20 Celsius in Jacksonville, Florida. Much further south, in Miami and Miami Beach, they equaled their all-time December records with lows of 30 and 33 Fahrenheit respectively, also known as between minus 1 and 1 degree Celsius. Again, we're talking about Miami, Florida. People in the north go to Miami at this time of the year to get away from temperatures exactly like that. 1998. The Christmas Ice Storm. 
This was another major ice storm. This one struck central and southeast Virginia beginning on December 23rd and lasted through the 25th, Christmas Day. Ice accretion totals of up to an inch, or three centimeters, brought down trees and power lines. On the 24th, there were some 400,000 customers without power. Some were actually still without lights and heat in the winter for up to 10 days. 2001. Hey, you knew this had to be here. Snow in Buffalo, Christmas Day, 2001. Buffalo, New York got absolutely clobbered by 25.2 inches or 63 centimeters of snow in one day. Now, as eye-popping as that is, it stood as the city's third greatest 24-hour snowfall on record. I say it stood using the past tense for a reason. Yeah, this record <laughs> it was beaten again only two days later. That is so Buffalo. And finally, 2014. There were record-breaking high temperatures in Atlantic Canada, quite the opposite to what we just heard about in states like Texas, Louisiana, and Florida. You know, they were cold, and we normally would go there for our winter vacation to find the warmth. Well, during this 2001, it felt more like spring than Christmas Day in the Atlantic provinces as temperature records were shattered while heavy rain pounded the region. It's, of course, not unusual to have warm temperatures on Christmas, but it was record-breakingly beautiful in portions of our three maritime provinces this day in weather history. I hope you enjoyed our This Day in Weather History Christmas special. Remember, we're doing our first year in review two-part show on December 30th and 31st. The 30th will be all international and U.S. stories. Then the 31st is all Canada all the time from this twisted and tormented year that we will hopefully all forget about. You remember 2020? But before we get to that, tomorrow is December 26th. Boxing Day for some. It'll probably be a muted one this year, but I know that it will still be a busy one. So take a few minutes if you can with me, because I'm going to be looking back to the year 1947 at the tennis event no one wanted to miss. The marquee outside New York's Madison Square Garden presented in lights, Pro Tennis Tonight, Riggs versus Kramer. But the snow had totally throttled all transportation. Find out what happened tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris Mack.